<laughs> Welcome to yeah, Boozy yeah. Banter. <laughs> Bienvenue à Boozy Banter. <laughs> Welcome to Boozy Banter, brought to you by Wine Styles, where Brian, Matt, and a cast of characters start out chatting about all things booze and end up in places and conversations completely unexpected. Settle in. Even their rabbit holes have tangents. Hello and welcome to Boozy Banter with Brian and Matt. I think I'm Matt and you're Brian, I'm pretty sure. Well, it all depends. As the evening goes on, you may become Brian and I might become Matt. We're still working out our characters right now. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, that'll evolve as the episodes go on. But for now, I'll continue to be Brian. And and I will continue to be Brian as well. And (laughs) welcome to... Boozy banter, as I said earlier. Uh, we're here just to talk a little bit about booze, talk with our friends, uh, basically say things that come to our mind, and hopefully give you guys a little bit of education about the, the things that we talk about, at least booze-related. I mean, there are other things I don't know as if I'm qualified, but I'm happy to give you advice about. Uh, thankfully, uh, we only have a short amount of time. Wait, we're not. We don't have a short amount of time. We have all the time we want, I buddy. can just let all of the thoughts that have been in my head for these multiple decades of my this life. This shit can go on just and, can on come and on and on. Out. Oh, oh, thank you. It's, it's like talking to the voice in my head and having a reason to do it. We started thinking about this uh, podcast being about an hour in length, uh, but who knows? It might go for hours. We, <laughs> well, you just don't know. Well, it's a serial now. Yeah. So we're going to work our way through it. Yeah. So what do you got there for your uh, uh, kind of intro booze tonight, Brian? Well, I think you told me this is uh, something from Mardo, right? Our friends yeah, at Mardo Brewing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a Iowa, Vienna Lager. Iowa yeah. Sunrise, I think mm-hmm. you called it, from yeah. uh, our friends in Sioux City. Yes, they yeah. uh, tell you what, they make just solid beers all around. That's kind of a lost art anymore. I don't know, you know what anybody else thinks, but you know, too often we get all of these adjuncts tossed into beers. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love chocolate and apricots and cherries and, and all that as much as everyone else. But there is something to be said for just making a good lager, making just a solid beer. Well, don't they say, and I'm not sure who they are. We'll just a, say they. There's a lot of they's. There's a, there's a lot of they's. Yeah. Don't they say that uh, you can't, that, that's the sh- sign of a really good brewer is that you can't hide all the shit in a Pilsner or a Lager, yeah. some of those beers, whereas uh, with some of the Imperial Stouts that are adding, uh, you know, cacao and cacao <laughs> nibs and all that stuff, that you can yeah. just almost make an accident and make it make it taste good. Oh, geez. There's yeah. no there's no hiding a, a really mm-hmm. good Pils or a, or a, or even a Pale Ale. Yeah, if you've got so. uh, off flavors in there, they're going to know. Uh, there's so many beers out there that end up on the market that I get tasted on and offered that I know that these were mistakes. You know, someone didn't. Close the vat. Someone sneezed into the... Someone fell in the vat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got some off yeast in there starting the, the fermentation. You know, don't tell me it's an accident and then try and get me to buy it. That's just, you know, not fair. Unless it's delicious. You know, <laughs> in that case, yeah, all bets better, are off better, and I'll better, buy better, it and I'll tell you it wasn't better an accident. Be delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a good little starter beer for us mm-hmm. or a little starter alcohol for us. Or starter two beers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's at least two. So. No, that that is quite tasty. What is that? Our third or fourth one of those, as far yeah. as you know. It's got that nice dark. Yeah, color you know what? It's it. it's not really drinking a lot when it's only a half a glass, mm-hmm. really, because that's all we're pouring. Well, yeah. Well, it's I mean, a, it's a sixteen ounce glass, but yeah. I mean. Well, no, it's a it's a thirty two ounce well, glass. Okay, well, they can't see. Didn't we have that discussion earlier? How many how many ounces are in a foot? How many ounces are in thirty two? Yeah. How many ounces in a foot? <laughs> sixteen. <laughs> sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Sixteen feet. Is that? 
Is that five dollars? That's well? a metric mile. That's uh, is that different than a metric crap ton? Yes. Okay. Yes, it really is. <laughs> so tonight, what we're really going to uh, jump into, as far as the booze is concerned, is we figured we why not the first episode mm-hmm. start with dessert. You're always told that dessert was the ending of a of a meal. Well, screw that. <laughs> we're going to make uh, our first episode the beginning of our meal. Yes. Does that make any sense at all? Dessert with for dinner. Yes. That's dessert the, uh, for dinner. That's yeah, what we're going to do. And, and honestly, this isn't one of them. A couple of them really aren't dessert wines per mm-hmm. se. A Madeira. Uh, and a sherry mm-hmm. can tend to be a little dry, but uh, I can hardly freaking wait. I can say the yeah. F word now, can I? Uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, which, not, not that which I'm going F word? To. We got to keep this. Yeah. We got to keep this. I can bleep it. Yeah, you, you can you bleep can. it. That's uh, bleep one it. of our erstwhile uh, companions here behind the mic. Uh, he will be known as. Well, we're testing out yeah, BS. Well, we don't know uh, if he likes it or not. Yet, yeah, so we're, we're going to work gonna on see on how that so. goes. He might slap us afterwards, it's, but yeah. So, what's the first? Well, the second, I guess, because the first was a beer. Well, What's the first thing we're going to a, get? It's What's, a prelude. What are we getting into the bottle? What, what are we putting in the bottle? What are we putting in the glass? Boy, the first glass we've got here is a little bit of sherry. And not the cooking sherry. Uh, that usually comes at the end of the night when you have absolutely uh, no booze left in the house. And you've right. been drinking you run out day. of booze and, and you feel like you need more booze, yeah. you go to the cooking sherry, yeah. which is just a sad, sad story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Story as old as time, though. Yes. That's the important part. But this isn't just any sherry. This isn't just your your standard Fino. This isn't a, a PX. This is an actual vintage sherry from the year 2000. Mm. Uh, very, very rarely do you find vintage sherries anymore. Uh, normally, they are all uh, you know, kind of a blend of different years and different cuvées uh, in the Solera method, which Solera method, uh, you know, we've got a lot of rabbit holes we're going down. This one's going to be quite easy. If you have ever seen someone pouring champagne, you know, into like a tier of glasses, it look like pyramids, and they're pouring it on the top, and it's dribbling down into all the other glasses. Imagine that someone just took one champagne, poured for a while, and emptied that bottle, then took a completely different bottle, poured it on top, and as that wine kind of filtered down through to the bottom glasses, you're going to get a blend of all of that. Now imagine that you did that every year. So you get different years blended in, and you're blending to a house style. So it's very, very reliable when you purchase it. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, with this one, it is all from the year 2000, and it was aged for 17 years before it was put into bottle. Wow. Yeah. The difficulty with it is you got to drink it. I mean, you know, oh well, shit. You, you we'll, can't we'll, just let we'll it just, sit. Yeah, we'll do that. I mean, that's got, the the nice thing is it's only a 500 mil. So yeah. we then, but the bad thing is, mm-hmm. or good thing, however you want to look at it, it's 21 yeah. percent alcohol. It is. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a party waiting to happen right there. Yeah, that'll get the job done. I want to go back to your 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 a serious question about your the uh, analogy you have with the champagne. Who's yeah. cleaning up that mess? Well, uh, not me because I'm back here. You yeah. Know. I've I, risen to the point in my life where I have people for that. Yeah. You Actually, have not many, not yeah. many. I have. You have yeah. one. Yeah. Well, and even then, they still tell me what to do. Yeah. So, and yeah. she'll be on the podcast sooner or later. So, that's just kind of the way of life. Uh, year two thousand. Where were you amazing. at in two thousand? Two thousand. I was moving here from uh, New York. Yeah. I uh, worked for the man at the time, and <laughs> was on my way back to uh, to Iowa, where uh, uh-huh. where this podcast is coming to you from. <laughs> Oh, I was not in New York. Uh, I was... Actually, that was the summer of my first trip to Spain. Yep, I think we talked uh, about this. Yeah, I was in southern Spain uh, I for a little while. It. Yeah, 
in Granada with, uh, with my friend Josie and uh, traveling the rails for the first time and you know getting weirded out by uh, by people for the first time in Europe and weirding other people out and speaking broken Spanish and confusing people trying to speak Spanish in other countries that don't speak Spanish just because that was my default and I was nervous and I didn't know what else to do <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, my first. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got to tell this story. Oh, well, here too. we go. Yeah, our first so travel. So we we flew into Paris, and again, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, we walked around, went to the Eiffel Tower at night, which is really cool, and then uh, we were trying to catch a train because we were going all the way to Spain, and the train to, that was connecting through Bordeaux was was full, and we didn't know what the heck we were gonna do. I mean, we were just kind of screwed at that point. There was another train, apparently, and neither one of us were savvy enough to find it. And we ran into this lady who was helping people find a new train. I don't know if she was a teacher. I don't know if she was some abroad program person. I don't know if she was just some sort of crazy train savant that was just hanging out Crazy there. train lady. Yeah, just, just <laughs> there. She didn't have you know any cats or knives or hatchets, as far as I knew. Um, but she helped us find a train. We get on the train, and it's completely full. And... I kind of realized that I was going to be cool with traveling in, you know, on the trains and in Europe when I saw a guy get on, look around, there was no seats for him. So he climbed up into the overhead area and hid behind the bags and basically slept all the way to Spain up there. So when the conductor came by, he didn't know that he was up there. He was hiding behind bags. Just kind of like the overhead and yeah, the airplane the overhead. type thing? How in the yeah, world Yeah, but it you doesn't close. Right. And there wasn't any dividers between the things. Your feet oh, can just kind of gotcha. slide down through. Yeah. So we just went up there, tucked the bag in, and nobody said a thing. And I thought, these are my people. Like, <laughs> I, I can do this. I, I enjoy it. Uh, so then that's uh, when I first got to Spain was uh, was on that overnight train that was that was pretty wild that's your first so, trip to Spain uh, it was yeah uh, and the, I ended up doing two trips to Spain on that trip because we went all the way to, to Budapest and came all the way back on the train to uh, back to Spain because we got tired and wanted to hang out on the beach so oh. what do you think about this though um, I could sit and drink this all all yeah. night. What it's missing, and what we, you know, maybe episode two, and we will this thing will evolve. Is what it's missing is some food. Mm. It's missing a little manchego. It's missing some saltiness of a of a nice charcuterie or a prosciutto or a little. Uh, oh, you're plenty uh, salty. And, oh, I am uh, very salty. Plenty I, of meat. Yeah, I'm, I'm very meaty. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think that uh, pairing that with even. Uh, you know, some dried fruit or dried figs. I mean, if you look at some of the descriptors on it, it, kind of it talks about uh, dried tobacco yeah. leaves. And I'm looking at the Google the Google machine okay. here a little yeah. bit. And it talks about tobacco leaves and leather and dry figs. I mean, even a f- dry fig yeah. with this would be would be amazing. I kind of like the yin and the yang yeah. of, of sweet and then some savory. Mm-hmm. Some savory stuff with this I think would be fabulous. But holy oh, yeah. crap, this is, uh, this yeah. is really good. Then really good. If you Google... Cherry 2000, you get a movie with, I think, Meg Ryan. But, uh, well, let me, let that, me. That's not for nothing, but yeah. I was just thinking that. Cherry 2000? Yeah. Is that a movie? Is that it a is. thing? It is. Oh, it's come a, on. You guys are. Yeah, she, uh, she helps a guy in like the Australian Outback, I think, find a, so I, a new love 2000. bot or something like that. I yeah. just figured if you do like Cherry a 2000, Max. you probably don't want to look yeah. at the images for that. Yeah, yeah. You might want to put IMDb in. Well, that might not even help either. Cherry 2000, 1987 film with mm-hmm. I'll Be Doggone. Yeah. Ha. You see? Yeah. 
Melanie Griffith and Cherry 2000. Oh, it was Melanie Griffith, not yep. Meg Ryan. Yep. What did Mel- I say? You said Meg Ryan, was so that, you lied. What's the difference? Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. So, <laughs> You know, most movies yeah. I at least yeah. have heard of, yeah. I've never heard of that. And why is it that it was called Cherry 2000 if it was done in 19, 1987? Well, 2000 was the future. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Stupid Brian. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the past. So. <laughs> so what do you think of this first little beverage we're diving into here? It is crazy complex. I mean, it's it smells like caramel. I mean, I got a little on my hands, so I put it around my uh, neck as like an aftershave. Like smells, yeah, yeah, I thought I was I'm, wondering why it smelled yeah, so pretty. I'm pretty sure the lady friend will like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that, and I'm sure the cop will too when, when I <laughs> when get... he pulls you over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's probably not going to go over yeah. well for you. Yeah. So, Sherry, um, will this... 10 years from now be as good as it is now does it start to break down because we know that Madeira's which I think we I'll be damned if we might not be getting in one of those tonight too but yeah. I know Madeira's will last forever mm-hmm. because all of the harm what a terrible life a Madeira has yeah. by the way yeah. but here we go up again. front yeah, up front yeah. but it's delicious. like the opposite of a bull in a bullfight yes so it's all the good and then the bad at the end yeah it's the this is all the Madeira. bad with the good at the yeah. end but yeah. will this age well will this in 2000 mm-hmm. 40 be uh or is it going to start to break down you know vintage sherry's once they've been bottled they hold on for a little while uh most of the things i've been reading about it because there's not a ton of information on those things uh because hardly anybody makes them anymore well nobody carries Uh, them probably yeah very well you know once they're open they'll they'll fade a little bit kind of like port will like a vintage port but a few people said you should drink it within you know like five years of bottling but then I saw others that said, you know, it's fine if it just sits on the shelf because it's 21% alcohol and it's fortified and, I mean, it's not, not a lot's going to happen to it. Uh, the only diff- changes in it are usually if they're left in oak longer. Uh, but I don't see a reason not to drink this whole thing right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. This evening? I mean, this will last yeah. longer than either one of us want to, to wait. Okay. But I think right. that's a, oh, a cobbler. Cobbler would be awesome. Yeah. That is that is really tasty. Yeah. So, I guess the lesson for tonight, not necessarily that there's going to be lessons to this. Evidently, there are going to be lessons because I just made that shit up. The is more that you know. Sherry's are not. Don't think of sherry as something that your grandmother cooked with, even though she can. Mm-hmm. Um, these stuff. These yeah. these stuff. Unless your mom's name was Sherry. And words then, are hard. Then your sometimes. grandma didn't cook with. Yes, but so. sherry's are are amazing. Um, we've done classes with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you should go and seek out your local uh, wine merchant mm-hmm. and uh, and see what they have for mm-hmm. sherry. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, I'm gonna drink some beer. Yeah, go for it. And one other tidbit, because you know now that we're there, uh, all sherries were vintage sherries until the mid to late 1800s when they invented that Solera method. You know, with the, the wine glasses and, and all stuff. that messiness you the were talking about. I don't about. have to clean yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, until that method was developed and then you know after about the early 1900s most places stopped making vintage sherries they only kept certain butts <laughs> that's what they're you called butts. they're called butts uh off the side for kind of pumping up uh vintages or bottlings that needed a little bit of goosing to to give it some flavor um, but as with many things there's been a resurgence in the interest in in vintage sherries so i am stoked about this mm. i mean we brought 12 of these into the store and they only made you know 5,700 bottles of it period you know and it was first sent to the UK so the fact that we even have any of this here I'm 
pretty stoked. Well, here's one of my frustrations. And you might say to yourself, Brian, you only have one frustration? Well, this is my frustration right now. At the moment. At the moment. Give it five minutes. Um, there will be others. Dessert wines have a really ugly rap. I mean, they just, mm-hmm. you know, most people think they're cloyingly sweet and I don't want to touch any sweet wine. Mm-hmm. Quite the contrary with a good dessert wine. Mm-hmm. A good dessert wine is, is, is expensive to make. Think mm-hmm. about ice wines. I think we're going to go down that discussion here at some yeah. point this evening. But most dessert wines, if they're made well, mm-hmm. uh, are not cheap. I mean, you'll see uh, some Canadian ice wines are a hundred dollars a bottle yeah. for for a, for a half bottle, and, that, and that's in that's in American dollars, yeah. not Canadian. In Canadian, it's like six dollars. So I that's so. the cool Something thing about like that. It. Yeah, isn't that how the math yeah. works? Yeah, I think that checks out. Yeah. Our our staff is telling us yes, a hundred American dollars is six dollars. Yep. So it's so, been confirmed. Yeah. So yeah. it is written. Yeah. Well, what? No, it's not one dollar. Well, put that finger down. <laughs> that, that <laughs> one. Yeah crazy uh, but no that yeah, that is quite delicious mm-hmm. and seek out good quality dessert, dessert wines they're good on their own they're good with dessert good with a, a pot de creme or a, you know a, a, a lava cake or some creamy pot a, a creamy pot <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> creamy pot yeah that's a soup from from uh from campbell's right yeah cream of pot Creamy cream of pot. It was it was a Campbell's thing, but it didn't go over well. Yeah, yeah. It's a big marketing thing they had, and it yeah. it died an ugly death. But mm. all right. Oof. Yeah. So where are we at here? I don't know where we're at. I'm lost. Do we want to drink the second? Do you want to be found? We have here? Yeah, you will be found. Oh. All right. See. Yeah, let's do this because we have a, a fun little there story we're... to talk about. Yeah. That's that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. Wait, do you that's say good, radio? That's good radio. That's good cast. That's good cast. Yeah, that's good podcast. There. I feel like if you say that's good pod, that means something else. Yeah, Urban Dictionary that. So so we are now. What are we? What are we drinking now, buddy? We are drinking a late harvest have. dessert wine. We probably should from, have thought that through. We should have rinsed a little. Ah, we'll drink more. Just rinse with it. Yeah. We're going to talk at some point about things that piss us oh, off. Oh, we're going to talk about oh, it. Because so, I was just thinking about the whole rinse yeah. thing. Remember we talked yeah. about that? Oh, and we're going to bring rinsing people. Rinsing with water versus rinsing with what you're going to drink next. Yeah. And just, we're going to talk about thing, the customers that yeah. irritate us. No and, one in general, for the no, most part. No, yeah. no. It's but, going to be, it's no one specific, I should say, but it's kind oh, of generalities. But maybe. But maybe. Uh, maybe. We might. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, except that BS guy. Yeah, that's, uh, we're going we're gonna to speak in code. You know, SB, he'll never know. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, did you rinse? So. I did do a little rinse. You want to do a little rinse with this? Sure. All right, so most That'll of the work. time when you see these, um, oh, that's a pretty good rinse. Yeah, I may have already <laughs> rinsed, full, though. A full pour. Most of the time when, you, um, when you're drinking dessert ones are half bottles. Because, yeah, what do you think? Huh. I'm wondering. Can you guys smell this at home? What do you think? Yeah, what do you guys, how does this smell to you? Mm-hmm. What I was starting to say, pause on the radio is never I good. I think that's off. I do too. I do too. Ooh, I think this wow. is the first time on radio, right? Yeah. I think this wine oh, we God, are drinking, God. boys and girls, is off. Uh, so why don't you jump up real quick and, and uh, go get another one? Grab another one. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, man. Yeah, so, that's, what's that? Yeah, why don't oh, you, you gotta, guys yeah. Yeah, know where it is? Yeah, so, yeah, across from the, uh, it's in the nectar over there. Yeah, I think across um, from the beer. We talk about this a lot uh, when we are uh, grab in, a couple in of classes, classes and so too. on. 
Yeah. yeah, grab a couple other glasses. This wine is actually off. Oh, and man. It's weird because yeah. uh, it's not in a cork, so it's certainly not corked, but it's yeah. uh, it's almost oxidized. Yeah, it's almost like it got heated or something. Yeah, There's... it almost it's, it smells a little stewed. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, uh, if you guys ever get something like that, I mean, I don't know if, what the difference is in, in other states. I mean... Or countries. Because we're international now, yeah. buddy. Yeah, this is being translated yeah. in, into um, Italian right now yeah, yeah. for all of our Italian mm-hmm. friends. Yes. Well, which we have none. That's that, that joke about, uh, no, no, we'll tell that joke later. Uh, yeah, with any type of wine, uh, if you smell wet dog, if you, or musty basement, if something tastes like, you know, you know fungusy feet, I'm sure there are some aficionados out there of such things. Uh, that means there's probably something wrong, you know, with the with either the cork or the bottle. If it's like uh, rancid toffee, uh, which I'm sure a lot of you enjoy, uh, rancid toffee means it's probably been heated and 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 it's what it's called matterized. Yeah, don't drink that and don't pour it out. Take it back to your uh, to your friendly neighborhood wine merchant and, and they better take and, it back. Yeah, and let them know. Give that a little. Yeah, that's not as. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's some funk on it, but it's not. Well, it's warm. Yeah, and it didn't make me uh, cringe. <laughs> so yeah, what's that's, yeah, that's better. Yeah. So what are we drinking here, buddy? So let's this go, is let's talk to the people. Yeah, a, uh, a late harvest from our friends at Bodkin Wine. Uh, Bodkin is in Sebastopol, Sonoma, I believe, and the winemaker Head Honcho is a uh, friend of uh, of the podcast. If we have those things, friend of the store of the uh, F O P P C. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, uh, his name's Chris. Uh, and interestingly enough, uh, I just got uh, a look at you know the most recent Wine Enthusiast magazine, and Chris is in there. Uh, he is one of the 40 under 40. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say year. he was in there because he was like um, uh, photobombing. No, no, no. He was actually, actually in there. there. Yeah. yeah. If you take the cover, open it up, the very first, like the back of the cover is him. And the picture in there, you know, in the actual article, it's him with a saber. Um, yeah. Uh, a saber? A saber. Like a yeah. knife thing? It is, yeah. What's yeah. he doing with a saber? Do well, I want to know. thing. Uh, oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, he's, you know, actually, it is his thing, and I did know that. He's also a native Iowan, too. And randomly, when uh, I first met him, uh, he came through uh, uh, the shop. I started chatting with him, and he went to the same high school as my cousin and turned out to be the same age. So, you know, that's the thing about Iowans, man. Did he know your you cousin? You find him everywhere. Yeah, he knew the name. Yeah. yeah. I knew he was. They ran in different well, circles. Well, that shit. It's a he probably big high school. Was. Well, that's fine. It sold me. Yeah. Now, he makes such good wine. Uh, and with the guy... Uh, the guy's a huge uh, medieval history buff, and I think the article said that, well, it's a bodkin. A bodkin is, uh, I believe it's a steel, or it's a it's a crossbow bolt that's made to go through, like, French armor, you know, that the peasants would use. And in the article, he said, uh, anytime you can stick it to the French in this industry, yeah, you have to. So, yeah, he's an interesting guy. Uh, makes fantastic wine. If you run across it, bodkin, B-O-D-K-I-N, uh, uh, I highly recommend grabbing anything you we can find. We used it in a club. We did. Yeah, he does a sparkling Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, first one that was ever made in California. I almost said California. 
had yeah. some sort of uh, <laughs> a muscle spasm right there. Well, and, that's the alcohol kicking in, buddy. Oh, uh, no, that's, that is not what alcohol kicks in, sounds like, with me. <laughs> I uh, can hardly wait to I see what that is. start lowering my head and running yeah. into things. Yeah, and, yeah uh, forcefully. Yeah. He makes a killer Dreigewurstdemeanor, too. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so good. Uh, but that's pretty tasty. Yeah. That is, uh, that's a wonderful little wine. White dessert wine from uh, Bodkin. Called the King's Ransom. Yep. And he makes different ones every year. Uh, he doesn't get them every year because late harvest is uh, inherently difficult to make. Yep. You're basically gambling. You're leaving the grapes on the vine long past when they should have been harvested to increase kind of the sugar level and the sweetness. And uh, if you get a frost, it's game over. You lose that whole crop. So a lot of people won't make it because it's just a... Well, you're playing with time, like you yeah. said. I mean, you're you're in a lot of a lot of cases, like with a dessert, with a uh, mm-hmm. ice wine. Yeah, you actually are letting the vine or the wine freeze, the grapes freeze mm-hmm. on the vine. Which sign me up for that. Oh, Harvesting yeah. wine in you know negative mm-hmm. whatever degree weather. Yeah, don't sign me no, up for that. No, thank you. I, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take a zero. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I took a lot of zeros yeah, well, in college. Too. That was well, yeah, college thing. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk maybe a little bit about. Well, this is the education part for at least 10, 15 seconds. Well, yeah. And then I mean, we'll just get stupid again. Yeah, education-wise, I mean, talking about college, I mean, the, yeah. I think this year was the uh, anniversary of maybe the 23rd anniversary of GoldenEye, uh, the N64 game being released, uh, which is awesome. I, I say college because I never once missed a class because I was hungover. I missed a lot because I was playing GoldenEye and Mario Kart. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I digress. But we were going to talk or a little egress. bit about egress uh, or digress or uh, ingress. Yeah. Ingress. Ingress. In, ingress. Yeah. Well, That's need, a word I just made up. Consent for ingress. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And you're not going to get that. No. We uh, want to talk a little bit about some differences in the in d- dessert wines. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the first one is called Fortified, which was what a sherry was, which is what a port is, where they actually take a neutral spirit like a brandy. And they just dump it in to stop the fermentation. Uh, fermentation is when yeast is eating sugar and creating heat and alcohol. Uh, interestingly enough, alcohol then goes into people and creates you know, heat and anger and, and, sugar. and sugar as well. <laughs> uh, so it's the, the circle of life. Uh, uh, you have, you know, like I said, ports and sherries that go into that. Then there's noble rot, which sounds a lot worse than it is. Uh, actually, it sounds exactly as bad as it is. It's fungus. Uh, if you've ever seen a strawberry, uh, that yeah, that's pretty much that. what you're drinking when yeah. you uh, when you have that, right? I mean, yeah. if you if you could see that, um, or if you do see that, there's a chance that you would never drink that freaking wine. Yeah, it's so, a gray. It's delicious. Uh, yeah, like a gray fungus that ends yeah. up on the grapes, but it dehydrates them and and throughout, yeah, and yeah, I just slurred my words again. Uh, <laughs> Dehydrates the grapes, bigger sugars, all sorts of stuff on that. Makes decadent, delicious goodness. Uh, some of the most expensive wines in the world are Chateau de Chem uh, in, uh, in Bordeaux. It's a sauterd. But you do find Soft those... Sauterd? What's yes. that? Yeah. Well, that's different. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Those are not so that's, sugary. That's a, a I mean, night, could, at night at a really crappy taco bar. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, yeah. Well, that's, the, that's later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sauterds. Yeah. <laughs> Then you get to the late harvest like we're having now, and then the ice wines. Then there's another one called Vinsanto, uh, you find in Italy, where they actually take the grapes, put them on drying mats, and they turn into raisins. And then they press what little juice is left off of it and ferment it. And it just becomes 
decadent. I think that's the best way to put it. All of all of these uh, wines can be decadent and delicious. Um, yeah, I think that's is that as much as we want to do education wines. Yeah, probably. I mean, okay. you've got. I don't know if you would call a port a, a dessert wine, but we we oh, probably yeah. do a port another another, yeah. another podcast. That'll be a different issue. Certainly another yeah. another another episode, mm. as they say. Yeah. Well, and as we're sitting here drinking. Uh, Maybe we should talk about how we got into an industry that allows us to drink because my high school guidance counselor, uh, Ms. Houston, where were you at when, when you could have told me about this? Like you can drink for money? Like you can get drink you can drink and get paid for it. I just don't I don't understand why you wouldn't tell everyone that. Yeah. That that's just ridiculous. I, I feel like that's almost that's unprofessional. I mean, I mean, well, it's a best I mean, kept secret. You know? Granted, I know there were some counselors out there, uh, and I'm sure were drinking professionally, and they didn't want to, you know, bring attention onto themselves or unto themselves, into themselves, to themselves. I don't know. Words. Uh, I did have one teacher that uh, she put some a little bit of vodka in her coffee. But, really? But I would have too with the people she had to teach. Oh, so, oh. in fact, I don't understand why that's not issued. You know, to every teacher, like you should get a couple of freebies on that. I mean, as long as you're not like leaving kids on the side of the road on a field trip, you know, or you know, falling on them or throwing scissors across the room, which happened in that class to me. The teacher wasn't looking, and someone threw scissors at me. Really? So, yeah. Did they, they stick? No, no, they missed. They bounced off of you? Yeah. They well, no, they may have hit somebody behind me, but I mean, that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's de- well, I guess it's definitely there, but but not me. It wasn't here. Yeah. I think so. It might have been there. No, we'll work on that. I'm going to Venn diagram that and see if I can Pictionary it for myself. So, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm interested in, and I'm sure out there they're going to say the same thing. Brian, how did you get into this industry? Oh, Matt, you know, you would think that'd be a super cool, interesting story, but it's really not. Yeah. But you know what? Well, that let's, makes for, let's, let's talk, make it up. Let's, that makes for good. You radio. met a wizard. I met a wizard, and his yeah. name, ironically, was Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I have seriously always been a foodie. I have always um, loved uh, figuring out how to pair other things with other things. And and crazy enough, that means food and wine. And obviously, when I was younger, it wasn't wine, but it was, uh, you know, pairing different types of food. I, I came from a family that that we did cook, mm-hmm. and um, I was I was enjoy um, hearing meth? from folks. That I I do enjoy the meth from time to time. Okay. No, I do not enjoy the meth. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> All I know is, man, you see, you see how bad people look who are on meth. Oh man, how yeah, good is that high if they just yeah. if they know that going in and. Well, they say that it's yeah. I, I don't know it's it's addictive from the first whatever yeah. but no I just have always really enjoyed uh, I've always been a foodie and um, I started collecting wine I'm I'm a wine guy uh, I, I I like all things alcohol but if I'm gonna uh, migrate to anything it's gonna be wine I like beer I think beer is fabulous but those that know me know that I've never tasted a, a the best beer I've ever had in my life is doesn't compare to the most average wine I've ever had in my life meaning I think it basically explains itself doesn't it uh, I just I'm a wine guy uh, I've been collecting wine for a long time I love wine and uh, I love the I love the sense of place with wine I think you can always remember if you're if, if you enjoy wine you can always remember that that place that you had that wonderful bottle of insert bottle name here mm-hmm. 
and um, I just I, you don't have for me at least I don't have that same sense of place with a cocktail I love cocktails yeah. don't get me wrong well, I'm sure we're going to do some cocktails aren't we buddy yeah. Yeah. and I like beer but I just don't <laughs> have that same memory for me that's a cock you're a, you're a cock <laughs> but I just don't have that same same uh, memory that I have with other beverages that I do with wine yeah. but yeah that was actually pretty succinct for you. Yeah, I know. Like, you, <laughs> you did know? not ramble nearly as much as I was expecting. Well, I can. It's it's early. It's yeah. early in our in our episodes here. We'll we'll ramble. No, that's, but, yeah, no, I you know I just I just love uh, I love all things. I, I, I think uh, alcoholic beverages bring everybody together. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but they do. Oh, well. uh, and, and and I hate to say it also, but it's kind of part of the world we live in now with with the oh, with this crazy. Yeah. Friggin' pandemic! Uh, mm-hmm. Look at the amount of uh, look at the amount of alcohol people mm-hmm. are consuming, yeah. and it, it still brings people together. Not mm-hmm. for the, you know, not for for nothing. Yeah, and it's you know I, I think about that a lot too, when especially when this first started. That uh, you know it's you know there's there's something about it that uh, either a relaxes people, community. You know they do their Zoom, you know happy hours with their friends across the country. I mean, that's something I think is really cool that's kind of come out of this is I've talked to a lot of people who connect with friends that they haven't seen in ages because they're sitting on Zooms. And and while, you know, they are being kept apart, they're actually reestablishing a lot of relationships that they've had and, and have kind of let lapse because that's what happens in life. You, you, know, you get busy, you, you forget, and you, you don't get time to call people. And now we got nothing but time and booze to do it. And it's... No, that's the the cool thing about it. You know, the only bad part is you can't necessarily offer it to the uh, the uh, mailman as they come by. <laughs> they, can, you know, I feel bad for them. Got to be out walking all day and not talking to anybody and not being able to drink. You know, if you're at home and you can't talk to anybody, at least you can drink <laughs> <laughs> by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing driving that uh, that little mail truck is you know takes a little bit of a little attention riding on the other side of the road. You know, being in the hospitality business, I think mm-hmm. that it's it's obviously been a, a gigantic struggle for mm-hmm. all of us. Um, those of you in this business know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there's been uh, some good things that come out of it, and and that's the, you know, we get we get complacent. We we we're busy and we keep doing things. You know, what's that that saying? The 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 true definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. We certainly have been forced to, in a good way, cater to our customers a little bit differently too. I mean, the, the curbside that we do mm-hmm. and the virtual tastings that we do, and and honestly, that's kind of how this podcast evolved a little bit. Is that we've been doing these uh, virtual tastings and we've been doing these virtual events, and and this podcast kind of came around that that you know it's been pretty successful to do uh, do these these uh, virtual tastings, and I, I think. If anything has come uh, out of this that's good, mm-hmm. it's been the, the the forcing you to slow down mm-hmm. and to kind of reinvent yourself and, and, and cater a little bit differently to our customer. So, mm-hmm. I don't know what little hole I, rabbit hole, what, I'm not I, gonna finish that sentence, by the I, way. I'm not sure what little rabbit hole I just went down, but. I, I totally blacked out, I don't know what you're yeah, saying. Welcome back to the conversation, yeah. Matt. So, we missed you. Yeah. Well, you know what? Screw it. We're gonna have. We're gonna open something else. We just opened up a uh, a Broadbent. Our, our yeah, Broadbent Madeira. Cheers to Mr. Broadbent. Yeah, Bartholomew. Bartholomew another friend buddy. of the podcast. Yeah, another friend of the family. Hopefully, we opened a. Uh, <laughs> uh, we just uh, opened up a uh, 
1996 Colheta of Madeira. Again, a uh, let's talk a little bit about Madeira. I mean, come on, man, we could have another whole podcast oh, geez, on yeah, Madeira for sure. Yeah, sake. we probably will. Yeah. I mean, that, um, that's the uh, most patriotic thing you can drink out there if you're a, if you're. Isn't a, it an what American. they use when they uh, mm-hmm. when they sign the? Yeah, the Declaration yeah. and the Constitution. Yeah. The uh, the story goes that they used it to toast the signing. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, who and uh, uh, Franklin and George Washington all had cellars full of Madeira. Fred Flintstone. Yeah, yeah, him too. Yeah, he was there, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have our uh, tech department we'll kind of research that. Look into that, and they'll get back yeah. to us. Yeah. yeah. Um, what am I saying? Oh, I'm saying no. What he's I, not. What am I saying? Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what yeah, am I hearing? Yeah. No, he's not. You're a moron. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, George Washington famously uh, would drink. You know, basically a flagon of it at dinner and a flagon of it at, at breakfast. Flagon? A flagoon. What, what, tell, me, tell me what flagoon is. So I don't know. What a, we're going to learn about Matt is yeah. 60% of the time he's telling the truth 40% of the time. So we don't know yeah. if he's telling the truth or not. At so, least that adds up to 100. Flagoon. That's better than I expected. Flagoon. So a flagon. So, uh, yeah, the uh, silver... I normally get a little flagoon after I eat beans. Yeah, yeah. Flagulent. Is that the same thing? Oh, that's flagellant. The, that's think, it. Yeah. yeah. I think no, but what's no. a flagoon? Well, the you know, like a stein. Yeah. You ever see the the pictures of, of people drinking? And yep. Slamming yep. It? That's you know a flagon of ale. Okay. All right. Yes. Well, I did not. Know I don't that. know if it's a real thing. We Thanks should call for... Chris at Bodkin. He would know. Yeah, he probably. Yeah, would he would. That, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. If I had his number, I would text him. Yeah. And I would probably get back a dissertation. Uh, I feel oh, like look at that. We got uh, our tech department coming in and saying uh, Fred Flintstone? At the end of the night, Washington oh. uh, Washington's party drank 54 bottles of Madeira, 60 bottles of Bordeaux. That's what we should try and beat that record. And eight bottles of old stock whiskey. I don't know what old stock is, but I'm going to guess it's opposite of new stock. Yeah. Uh, 22 bottles. Holy balls, man. <laughs> These guys were hammered for like a week after yeah. they signing you know you just Martha wake me up in about a month which at least because I'm not feeling very well yeah just that's amazing that there was straight lines anywhere yeah. well what I'm amazed with is that there's documentation of what the fuck they drank yeah. after the signing yeah. of the declaration well and there's uh, <laughs> the great thing about Madeira too is that it combines those two wonderful uh, uh, traditional American pastimes of getting boozy and dodging taxes. Yeah. Because... Isn't that yeah. what we do nowadays? Well, yeah. I mean, Madeira so more is an island off the coast of Africa owned by Portugal. But when the uh, King of England uh, decided that everything in Europe had to come through England to be taxed before it went to the colonies and drew the big circle on the map, Madeira was outside of it. So Madeira could be shipped directly to the colonies and not taxed in in England before it came. So you that's can get Americans, it we figure that stuff out. Oh, quick, yeah, yeah. So they How to avoid yeah. taxation. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Let's drink highly fortified, high ABV booze. Yeah, but it so. is so good. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. You cannot do anything no. to this wine, man. It's no. already, I mean, you could, yeah. Bartholomew told a story uh, when we had him on a, on a, on a class that he, uh, put a couple bottles in his trunk, not in the wintertime, in the summertime, and let it just bake. Do you remember that story? Mm-hmm. Let it bake in his trunk. and brought it forgot in about and it. For, and he forgot yeah. about it, yeah. yeah. And then he brought it in, and it tasted exactly the same mm-hmm. uh, that it did before, pre, pre-trunk, yeah. pre-trunk era. Mm-hmm. But this stuff, uh, 
if you want something just to sip on and it'll last forever, yeah, this is your jungle juice. I was, uh, well, we, you know. You and Nate, are you yeah. pointing at me? Yeah, yeah. We okay. were incredibly lucky to uh, drink a bottle of 1933 Malmsey Madeira. Yeah. Uh, that Bartholomew graciously allowed to be sent for an event that we did. Accidentally. Uh, his uh, his uh, late mother would call that uh, you know, her favorite wine she'd always, that she'd ever had. And someone asked me later, you know, what did that taste like? And I said, you know what? It tasted like being able to hug my grandpa again. <laughs> it was kind of cinnamony and warm and made me really happy and... You it's know, like every day with me. Uh, well, yeah. I right. Mean, I mean, you're, that's what I call you, Mr. 1933. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Let's not speak of this ever yeah, again. Yeah. But, uh, and then we had yeah. that 54 as well. Yeah and, then, yeah. and then we're trying to get our hands on, fingers a, crossed. A 1900. If you can see my fingers crossed right yeah. now, the 1900. That those aren't be, your fingers. Yeah. Those aren't, oh. those aren't my fingers. Those yeah. are not pillows. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this... Um, I like laughing into here. It's... I like it's laughing. like I'm in, a, I'm in a wine cellar right now drinking this. Laughing into your wine Hello, glass. Hello, I am your father. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> this, is going, this is going the wrong way very quickly, but we knew it would. Mm -hmm. That's what was going to be fun about this. That's kind of the point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, when I look at old wines like this, you know, like, like 2096, for me, it's just, it's like as close to time travel as you can get, man. I mean, you're, you're drinking something literally from that year. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of the reasons I spend money on wine. Is it's kind of like capturing a moment, and, and that's as much of a salesman as I'm going to be tonight. Well, the 1933 was pre-war. It was pre-war, right? yeah. World War II. Yep. I think that was the year that Hitler was elected, uh, what would it be, Chancellor? President? I forget what it is. Who? Uh, Adolf Hitler. I oh, think that was the year Hitler. that he was officially... Yeah. Uh, maybe not. I might be making that up. Well, that's that 64-year rule. Yeah. There we go. Something in 33. Third. <laughs> There's a song yeah. in there somewhere. Roosevelt would have come into office in 33 because yeah. he was elected in 32, I believe. Took over in January. So, yeah, all sorts of fun things with Madeira. When you can find old Madeira, drink it. Because there is, as Bartholomew told us, there is a shortage of old Madeira now because people are yeah, are, people grabbing are, are grabbing it up. And yeah. we have a, a a little bit of it, right? I mean, we no, don't have yeah. a ton of the older stuff, but no. we do have. Uh, do we have any of that '96 left? Mm -mm. No, gone. No, it's gone. Gone. Yeah. Well, fuck. Yeah. Sadness. I, actually, yeah. I'm finishing it off right now. Yeah, we're gonna mm -hmm. between the between the four of us here in this room, yeah. we're gonna get rid of that this evening. So. So one other thing that I do want to let everyone know on, if you have hung around this long or you've just woken up because you were playing us while you were uh, falling asleep, I do that with most of my podcasts. Uh, we are looking forward to having a mailbag. Uh, our email address is mailbag at boozybanter.com. That's boozy, B-O-O-Z-I-E. Uh, mailbag at boozybanter.com again. Uh, if you have questions, uh, something you want us to address, uh, if it's uh, possibly our our terribleness, uh, please leave that out. How We're much we fragile. suck. Yeah, leave that yeah. to yourselves because we know how much uh, we suck. But we, we do appreciate that. Uh, the most fun for me is actually, you know, here at the shop is is doing tastings and talking with people about wine and kind of nerding out about stuff like that. So, you know, if you've, if you've got something to say, you know, send it in. Worst case scenario, we just ignore you and laugh about you. Yeah. And you won't even know that. Yeah, and, we won't even know it. Well, yeah. you'll know it because we're going to yeah. laugh at you. Yeah. 
but by and large, I, we know you're laughing at us. So, so it's a more honest relationship. It's, it's, I don't know if it's symbiotic, uh, maybe parasitic. Like dual, <laughs> parasitic dual parasitic or, yeah, yeah. or negative feedback loop yeah. perhaps but we're gonna do some uh we're gonna do a little uh in the bag right mm-hmm. do a little yeah. in the bag yeah uh, we'll do that later in the month yeah. we'll, we'll do one so you have some plenty of time to send in your your information um again constructive or you know not constructive criticism we we'll take care. that too we yeah. don't care. what we need is content people because we are not imaginative folks um we're busy people and uh and I'm lazy. You know, I just, <laughs> I, I do not yeah. want to have to I'm come lazy. up with stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, just, I, I want you to create the content for this show. Yeah. Because, you know, let's let's be honest. I like sleeping in. Yeah. And uh, I like going to bed early. Yeah. I like cake. I like drinking. Yeah, I like uh, cake. Yeah. What the hell does that have to do with it? I don't know, but I feel like we were sharing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I wanted to be a part of this. <laughs> I, wanted yeah. be, I wanted to be included. Yeah. Yeah. I don't cake know, is man. good, though, right? It is. Yeah. Who doesn't like cake? Well. Do you guys like cake? Better. Cake no. is good. Well, Caker, they, hey, here's a question. Well, they don't like cake, we so they're fired. We can this shit. So, uh, Caker pie. What's that? Cake or pie. Oh. Yeah, it definitely depends on the My pie. My wife's a pie person. At our wedding, we had pie at the wedding. We didn't have cake. Yeah. Yeah, because she's weird like that. Well, that, yeah, that should have been... She's yeah. not here, so she can't comment, so... No, you no. Know what? Well, but she can hear now, well, so... Okay. Yeah, yeah. She, she can. <laughs> she can't. She's got hearing aids. Um, so... But, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, I feel like we should end on that. Well, I'm uh, tickled to be here. I'm yeah. tickled to, to keep this going. Uh, that's only because does. we're paying someone to tickle him. Yeah, so. That's but I'm, well. I'm actually being tickled right now. Yeah. So uh, he's not ticklish. I'm and I'm not ticklish. Yeah. So, Funny but we're looking forward to doing this uh, more and more and more, mm-hmm. and uh, look forward to your input. And we will uh, we'll see you all on the radio. Take care. <laughs>